show where we don't just report on fringe science spirituality and claims of the paranormal but take part ourselves that's right <laughs> <laughs> wait oh no <laughs> yeah, that's right we're talking about we show up <laughs> that's right when they make the claims we, we show, show up so, so you, you don't, don't have, have to. to i'm ross Blatcher. and i'm carrie poppy and today we have with us a very very special guest who needs no introduction but he will get one because you cannot see him <laughs> his name jared jared lennon, lennon kaufman. kaufman hello welcome. i'm sober welcome <laughs> He's been watching us slowly get drunk. This is quickly, fantastic. <laughs> quickly get drunk. No, R- Jerry. <laughs> yes. You, before we get into the fact that we're drunk and why, why don't you tell us about your very special project that is near and dear to us? The odds must be crazy. Yes. Oh, I'm going to keep drinking while you do this. Okay. Uh, are you going to do a ventriloquist act for us? Sure. All right, great. Ross is moving his hand like a ventriloquist it's dummy. very convincing. So, yeah, I, I am co-creator of The Odds Must Be Crazy, along with Wendy Hughes, which is a website where we track... See, Ross is just really enjoying <laughs> still keeping up the dummy bit, so uh, okay, it's wonderfully it. distracting, uh, where we, we collect stories of crazy coincidences, too-good-to-be-true stories, real-life stuff that people submit to our website. And then we curate them, find the fun ones, post them online, post them, uh, well, we, we actually record a sub-segment of Skepticality every couple weeks, put it up there, read the stories for people, and then analyze them statistically, which is actually more fun than that sounds. <laughs> so it, if I understand the project correctly, it's kind of actually about how these these incidences might seem like extraordinary, out-of-the-ordinary things, but actually they happen all the time. Right, right, right. The idea there is to take all these stories that a lot of people put a lot of stock in, believing they mean more than maybe they do, and we, we analyze them to show them, well, yeah, this is a really cool, fun, crazy story that definitely was meaningful to you, but when you break it down and understand the statistics behind it, the psychology behind it, these things are expected. They happen every day to people like you, and the world would be stranger if they didn't happen. So they're there, they're cool, they're fun, but they're not proof of some higher order that's making everything happen around you. Gotcha. And all of you have those really cool stories. In fact, I've submitted a number of my stories, yes, which yes. have been featured. Yeah, both of you have submitted stories to us. Carrie, mm-hmm. you had a crazy story recently. I yeah. did, and let me tell you, dear listener... A lot it was. I posted on Craigslist that I was trying to sell a folding screen in my home office. And Craigslist, if you don't know, is a website where you can sell things. We are in your home office and I don't see that screen anywhere. Exactly, because... looking around. I got a message from a young woman who said... I would like to buy your screen, and I think I am nearby you. What is your address? And I gave her my address, and she said, oh, my God, I think I just moved into your building. And I was like, what? And then I looked up her name because I'm a creeper and found out that she was friends with a couple of my friends, other comedians, and I was like, what? And then I was like, what unit are you in? And she was like, I am next fucking door. She lives literally next door to me. And she bought my screen for $60. Thank you very much. No shipping and handling fees. Exactly. We literally picked it up and walked it over to her door. That's amazing. 
Carrie, you you actually have double the number of eyes that you normally <laughs> right now. Like, there are a lot. Like I see you have four eyes. Like yeah, we get it. <laughs> what's great is the listeners still have no idea what's going on. Right. So we're drunk. Yes. Why, Ross? I think that part they understood. Ross, who, why are oh, yeah. we drunk? That's right. So we show up so you don't have to. That's our tagline. You're welcome. And we're <laughs> we're gonna try this um, hangover remedy. Yes. That's the idea of the show. But we have gotten drunk in advance. So you can see the process of us being inebriated and then trying out this hangover remedy. Exacto mundo. Oh, good. That came out right? That's exactly right. I've been drinking a lot. The hangover remedy is called Blowfish, and it's supposed to be some new Blowfish. thing sweeping the market that just treats a hangover like nobody's business, <laughs> except for Blowfish's business, what is which is doing quite it's well. Quite literally their business. What is <laughs> Right. What does it say it can do? Hold on. <laughs> I think I should it's get some there. more. I've got nothing to drink right now. I should have some oh, more wine. Where did that wine go? It went down your, your, oh, your gullet. Did we finish it all? Because it was like peach flavored and it was good. All right. Well, give me give me something else. We've cleaned up the wine, or the liquor that I had in my house. I had a beer that had been... It had been given to me by my friend Jennifer on my 30th birthday, and I'm now 31. And it's been sitting... <laughs> I don't drink that much. This is my fourth time ever being drunk, and Carrie's doing something in the fridge over there. She's, she's preparing you another drink. She's bringing me my handy-dandy styrofoam cup. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome. It has something dark in it. Root beer mixed with... It is root beer and rum. And rum. Okay, I'm going to drink... Okay. I've lost count. I don't know what I'm drinking now. Yeah, you're far in. Okay, so Blowfish for Hangovers is a pain reliever and alertness Oof. aid. It's basically just aspirin and caffeine. Wait, a so what aid? Pain reliever and alertness aid. Alertness aid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I missed that. I wasn't well, aware. That's, that's another that's name for caffeine. caffeine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I actually am pretty sensitive to caffeine. I usually don't use it, so hmm. we'll see how that goes. I'm actually expecting this to not work so poorly. It's got aspirin in it. Why not? For the temporary relief of minor aches and pains associated with a hangover. Helps restore mental alertness or wakefulness when experiencing fatigue or drowsiness associated with a hangover. Also for the temporary relief of headaches or body aches and pains alone. Warning, <laughs> Ray's syndrome. This may kill you if you're a child. A child? Yeah, you know okay. what Ray's syndrome is, right? Ray's? No, I've never heard it's of that. It's like kids can't take aspirin, basically, because they can die. Well, I, can. I imagine that's a good idea since this is a hangover remedy. Good point. Hopefully kids would not have needed it to begin with. I'm busy good burping over, <laughs> yes. over here. I have not taken this yet, so we're not supposed to take it until the next no, morning? No, yeah, of course, when you're having the hangover. Hello. <laughs> you still have multiple eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We're making a podcast, and so one of the things that we wanted to give you, dear listener, as a bonus with this show, is we want to answer your questions as you have put them forth to our guest star. Again, his name is Jarrett Lennon Kaufman, and he Hello. is sober. Welcome, Jarrett. Thank you. It's so good to be here, Ross. <laughs> so, Jarrett, so would you like to give us question numero uno? So, sure. So we we have, have not heard these. We have no idea. I'm, I'm continuing to drink. 
All right. So let's start with one that seems relevant. And I figure you guys are going to get worse throughout the night. So I'll (laughs) save the more ridiculous ones. Okay. Okay. So this is just a good solid one from Andrew Walsh. Hi, Andrew. Andrew. Hi, Carrie and Ross. Hey, Andrew. I just said hi to him and then he said hi to me. When you undertake (laughs) tests of alternative medical treatments, do you first seek real medical advice as well as having medical supervision of your condition during these trials? The cleansing diet in particular made me think, geez, these guys are putting their bodies on the line here. I hope they have medical backup. Well, that's a good question. The answer, the honest answer is no. Not really. That would be the responsible thing to do. We just kind of throw ourselves in there, right? Yeah. And and see what happens. happens. I mean, uh, we both have health insurance. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't find myself too scared when I'm undergoing these things because I know that if I had to go to a more conventional doctor, I could do so. But I don't get checked out before. Yeah, I think we have a general knowledge of kind of what the range is of this particular claim and what it might do to us. Mm -hmm. And if we were really scared, we would seek medical advice. Yeah. We do have a friend of the show who does who gives us, you know, helpful thoughts, um, Stephen Vargo. That yes. he just gives us sort of like his his helpful thoughts from afar. Obviously he can't analyze us in I remember, person. I should say that- I am in day two of a juice cleanse. Oh, that's right. You haven't eaten. We did that for an episode, and I yet again did this with a friend. And so for the last two days, I've been drinking nothing but juice. Yeah. And now I I have consumed lots of alcohol. having more juice. And now I am not sober. What was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Do we go to the doctor before? No, we do not. No, we do not. But we have spent three minutes telling you about... Why we do not and justifying our experience. Thank you very but much. But do as Next. we say. Wait, do as do do as we do say, as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. <laughs> Love is the law. Love, Love under will. will. Next oh. question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get this one out of the way early since it's still the structure of things. Uh, this person, Tony Tony Cornaby, asks T O N I or T O N Y. Why? Okay. Yes, the real Tony. As a fellow Mormon, I must ask, what are you drinking on this drunken Aska episode? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're being you, very bad You Mormons. know that's against our word of wisdom, but so is eating meat, so who the bleep cares? Well, that's right. I don't eat meat, so Doctor- Tony, I the bleep care. I'm right now finishing up some peach chardonnay that Ross's lovely wife gave us, and Ross has already finished up his portion, so you're yeah, drinking. I've had, I think, two cups of the peach chardonnay, and I've had two cups of the rum plus... Um, root beer. Root, root beer. I'm a big fan of root beer. And then I started out with something else. No, you started out with rum and root beer. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, your first but, drink. I, but I also had a Hefeweizen. Yes, oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. But again, I've been on a juice cleanse for the last two days. Yeah. I'm a quarter Irish. I like to think I can hold some liquor, but I don't drink that often. This You've is only had a lot of the fourth time that I've me. been drunk. Count them, Jarrett, four fingers. <laughs> yes. Yes. I got the right number up. I got the right number of fingers. Um, Very but that's, good. That's what we've drunk so far. Yeah, there's a lot of this peach, some sort of uh, Chardonnay. Liquor. Chardonnay. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Tony. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> and we might as well stay on topic here from Jerry Timothy. What's the craziest Mormon? G-E-R-R-I or J-E-R-R-Y? <laughs> J-E-R-R-Y. Oh, another gentleman. Okay. Yes. Hello. <laughs> What's the craziest Mormon doctrine that you wish were true? Oh, that's a fun one. Wow. Right? <laughs> that's right? a good question. 
question. I like that. Craziest that I doctrine. wish were true. I, I wish were true. Well, gosh, I would want to say having your own planet, except for that as a lady. It's really just my husband who has the planet, and I'm like, good job, babe. Well, as <laughs> the man, kind of yeah, that's an easy one for me. I like yeah. the planet. Idea. Why not have a planet? That's Although good. it's probably a lot of fucking work. Well, I, yeah, I guess so, but you get to be God, right? You just call the shots. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they got of our planet. I mean, he must, if he's there, he must be like, oh, my God, the whole thing's warming up. <laughs> what the hell do I do? Because he's not figuring it out. I'm just wondering if this show's going to make any sense later <laughs> on. It's going to be <laughs> There's great. There's a part of my brain that's still preserved and wondering that. <laughs> no, I like the planet thing. I, oh God, what are some of the other? Baptism for the dead. Oh, the South America uh, people. Jews. No one's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I want, well, there's like this sort of sense. It's not really endemic to Mormonism, but everything that happens is okay. Because there's like a justification at the end. There's a potential happy ending for everybody. Yeah. Where the truth so I is guess revealed. I wish that were true. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll stick with the planet thing. That <laughs> <laughs> plays in my favor. I'll pick peace for all humankind, and you'll pick having I your own. I get my own planet. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go a different tact here. We've got a, a really good list of questions. I'm going to intersperse a few of these later on. Okay. From uh, Tom S. and Price. Oh, we know Tom. Yeah. Tom, T-O-M or T-Y-O-U-M? Oh, T-O-M. I know this. <laughs> he has one for you, Ross. Oh. Ooh. Ross, you seem so calm and relaxed. Have you ever been out of control? Have oh. I ever been out of control? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, of course, while I'm inebriated. Um, uh. What is I get asked this question. What is the presumption? Go, go ahead, Carrie. Chime I in. I am feeling rather out of control right now. Have you now. been out of control? <laughs> um, I feel like I have to pee right now. <laughs> Can I take a pee break? Sure. Hold uh, on, I'll be back. I'll think about it while I'm peeing. You answer, Carrie. Okay. Yes, has Ross ever been out Ross of control, Carrie? Ross has been out of control countless times. There was a time... He's laughing in the background. There was a time when he went to a pet store and he stole every single pet. And he brought them home and he made them do his bidding as his tiny kingdom. And then he turned all their poop into a poop castle. And I said, Ross, you are out of control. He'll enjoy listening to this one later on. (laughs) So the question was whether I was... Have you ever been out of control since he's always seen you being so calm and collected? Yeah, for the most part, yes. This, again, is my only fourth time being drunk, and uh, this is a rare exception to the rule. My wife, Kara, has decided that she does not like this trend, that I'm getting drunk more and more often, mm. because my last time being drunk was a month ago. Oh, well, fair enough, but I don't... I think you did this for science. I for Yes. So, I hope that answered the question. I'm not sure. I think it did. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we have one from John and Rihanna. Hi, oh, John and Rihanna. Hey, buddies of mine. Aww. All right. Ulrich. Uh, this is actually three questions. Okay. Ooh. One, two, three. One. one. Have you considered... Have vo- you, hast thou considered... I'm going to drink more. 
Have you considered voluntolding your family and friends into your missions? Wait, Excuse that's not a me? that's not a word, right? I, I, voluntolding. I think in in this tense, it might voluntelling might might be uh, closer. What are you asking I, us? We don't even know. <laughs> Wait, there is volunteering and telling. This is this is kind of where you, uh, instead of uh, asking them nicely, you kind of really try to push someone into volunteering on their own. Okay. So read the question again now that yeah. I'm Have you considered voluntolding your family and friends into your missions? Oh, yeah. Well, mm. Ross's beautiful wife joined us on our Mormon investigation a little bit. That's a good looking lady, my wife. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she, she like, Cara likes me getting drunk. Bec- well, I mean, like, at least tipsy, because then I start talking about how good looking she is. <laughs> She's, She's really good looking. Very beautiful. Um, and she came to our Mormon. Yeah. Baptism. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. where they descended the on her and yes. tried to. Yes, make there was her a question around. here, Ross. Okay, so the question. The question was, wasn't how beautiful is your wife? Oh, you which know what? you've established is very. <laughs> yes. As she. Oh, my goodness. I am drunk. Um, oh, the room is fitting. Okay. So she. That she got kind of pulled in on. To the Mormon thing. Yeah, on, into the Mormon thing specifically unwillingly because they wanted all of our information about our spouses and our family. So I told her her birth date and everything. So recently we got a letter in the mail where they're wishing her happy birthday because it was her birthday. (laughs) And so she was, when she got this, her reaction was, okay, this is kind of creepy. You know, why did you get me into this? Mm. So, yes, she's you been volu- voluntold her. Was that voluntold? Was that the question? Yeah, essentially, yes. Okay. I think that comes close to the spirit I of it. have also involved loved ones, but not a not. I mean, we both don't involve them too much, partly just because it is so time consuming. Your boyfriend uses a code name on our show. Yes, Milo. But he's been to a couple of, of our investigations with us. with us. But for the most part. I would say that we pretty much just do it on our own just because it's so time consuming. We yeah. just, yeah, I mean, you just can't ask that of someone else. Yeah, we have very busy schedules, and finding a time that works for both of us is difficult enough. And also, when we condense this all into one hour, it all sounds like it's just a bunch of like craziness that's just back to back. But that's not true. I mean, sometimes we're sitting in three hour church services where nothing happens. And right. There are six of those before something exciting happens. And it we is, condense grunt, that down. Again, work. part of the we show up so you don't have to. We go through a lot of stuff and then convince it down. Convince, and we convince it. We convince it down, it down to an hour. To an interesting uh, representation. Yes. I'm going to drink more. Okay. You clearly need it, Ross. <laughs> All right. Second question from second John and question. Rihanna. When will you take on Focus on the Family? Focus oh, on the Family. Geez. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. What's Dobson. his name? James Dobson. Yes. I was uh, yeah. going to get that. I used to listen to him when I was still a Christian. I remember that. It's harder with like a group like that because you're talking about a brand's name within a larger religion. Oh my God, Ross just fell on his head, everybody. Ross has just Hold collapsed on. onto the floor. Okay? I'm coming back. <laughs> oh my God. That was very dramatic. Okay. Where's a camera when we need okay, it? I'm back. Joke. I'm back. Uh, James Dobson, focus on the family. It's harder when you're talking about something like that because Christianity is so big. <laughs> and then you're talking about this one brand within it that's not doing anything that unusual for the larger religion. Are you okay, Ross? Oh, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, I don't know if we would tackle them in particular or if we'd be more likely to just sort of tackle Protestant Christianity or something. What do you think, Ross? Right, yeah. We'd be interested in them for sure, but we'd probably focus on some claim they're making. Yeah, we'd focus on the claim of focus on the family. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I would love to do that. I just, they're also located in Colorado. Colorado? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Rihanna and John, if you want to pay for us to go to Colorado, we will gladly take your they money. They live in go. Colorado. They're friends of mine. Oh, okay. There you go. And <laughs> their final question Can you please give us another example of what Bigfoot sounded like? Wait, did we give a... I don't even remember that. Previous example? I don't know. I don't either. Was that a thing? It must Um, have been from the Sedona Bigfoot episode. What does Bigfoot sound like? Something guttural um, from the heart? I haven't done anything with Bigfoot, so this is all you. Oh, yeah, that's right. I went to the Bigfoot Museum, Bigfoot Discovery Museum, not affiliated with the Discovery Institute in Santa Cruz, California. Well, apparently, that's right. Uh, I remember they told us... That he made some kind of siren type sound, um, like brought- in Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, <laughs> but did, did Harry and the Hendersons make a siren sound? Yeah, well, near, near the end of the film, they were rushing him somewhere to the forest or something, and mm-hmm. to uh, to get through the massive traffic on the freeway, he leaned out the window and started impersonating a police siren, oh and my g- causing all of the cars to part to allow them through. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, that! So I, I think that might be where they got that, that, that idea well from, from a, from a kid's movie. You also, Jarrett, have more eyes than I would have expected. But yes. yeah, it's probably like a siren-like sound, but I've got nothing else to offer at this oh, point. Oh, no, make a sound, you motherfucker. Okay. You give them their sound. <laughs> Is that good? It's very good. All right. It's a very ostrichy Bigfoot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to drink more. Let the record show that I took the metro here and I've got to take the metro back. Or sleep on the couch. Or sleep on the couch. Robin Peacock of Salt Lake City, Utah, asks, If time and place were not a barrier, what past group or movement would you most like to infiltrate? I mean, investigate. Oh, that's a great question. I would love to be there for Jonestown. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a great example of... Just crazy thought taking over a group and trying to figure out how you would handle that situation. It's also a very interesting example of how atheist groups can do the same thing that religious groups can because Jonestown was, strictly speaking, atheist. Really? Yeah. What's his name? David Koresh? Is that the right guy? No, that's Waco. That's Waco. Jim Jones. Jones. Yeah, Jonestown. Right, Jim Jones. At first, he said, like, there's no God. He eventually started saying he was God, but that was after he had a huge following. So it was essentially atheist. But it just goes to show, like, hero worship, whether you're worshiping a deity or you're worshiping a human, can lead to bad things. I agree. I mean, I would just like to see the original... Jesus cult or whatever was arranged yeah. around Christianity and oh, its origins. Yeah. You're Man, right. That's a better idea. Let's go there. Would I love to see just what was going on, like yeah. where that came from. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just history has made that blind to us. We don't know. So we'll go back to another question by Tom S. And Price. Is it farther to New York than it is by train? What? Wait. Is it farther to New York does, than it is by train? Does, we may be drunk, but we're not that <laughs> drunk. Does that parse That's not a question. Does that parse? You motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, say it one more time. Is it farther to New York than it is by train? <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it? Wait, no. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, I guess, strictly speaking, if the answers are yes and no, the answer is no. Is a fart. It's a, it's a fixed distance. Ooh, hold on. I have chocolate cookies. <laughs> Wait, you do? I could use those about now. Um, Hyperloop, right? That's the Elon Musk yeah, thing. Yeah, Elon it's Musk. faster, faster that way. Yeah, 700 plus miles per hour. That's my answer. So, yes if by Hyperloop. <laughs> yes if by Hyperloop. Who wants to share this Rice Krispie treat uh, with me? I'm, I'm good, but thank oh, you, Carrie. You're fine. so kind. There's a Rice Krispie treat. Carrie is eating and dropping a Rice Krispie treat oh, all over I the floor. I'm still on. Oh, excuse me. I can't. I'm still on the juice cleanse. I can't drink anything but juice. I think alcohol counts as juice. You can't eat the chocolate cookies, though? I can't eat anything but juice. Okay. Until tomorrow. Okay. All right. So next, and like husband, like wife, this is from Rebecca Essen-Price. And she asks another uh, brain bender here, but this is a good one. If a baseball and bat cost $110, (laughs) and the bat costs $100 more than the ball, how much does the ball cost? And she has a good reason for asking this, which I'll explain after you give answers. The ball. No, 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 Carrie, don't fall for that. The ball is five dollars, and the the other thing is a hundred five. Yes, and it adds up to a hundred ten. Oh, you're so right, Ross. I may be drunk. How stupid am I? I may be drunk, but I'm not going to fall for that. How stupid am I? And this one's interesting because she posts a link to an article. She said, I know it seems silly to ask a question with only one right answer, and even sillier to ask a math question, but it has a relevant background to atheism and faith-based thinking. And she posts to an article uh, which is titled, If you answer this math problem correctly, you may be an atheist. It's on the site Friendly Atheist, and I assume we can link to it in the show notes. It's Typic- interesting thought. Typically insightful, Zeke and uh, Rebecca, and uh, I just happen to have seen that before, so I'm primed for it, even though I'm drunk. Sure, but you still managed to pull it off. Well done. Thank you. Oh, I really like this one. This is from Scott Rhodes. What's the closest you've ever come to going native during one of your investigations? Carrie said that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. While Full of food. Um, I, I would think, say I, go, I almost go native in 90% of our <laughs> Yeah, I think there's this moment at which I like kind of consider the possibility that it's correct. Which you should. Yeah, and I love that moment where I yeah. think like, whoa, what if they're right? I mean, and if you couldn't do that, you wouldn't be a very well, honest investigator. That's true. What would be the implications if they were right? Right. For a moment, it hits me in most of our investigations where I think that, mm-hmm. and I really look at the world that way. To be honest, I think that's how I got out of religion because I momentarily took the opposite view where I said, wait, what if I'm wrong about religion? Oh, huh. So I, I think, honestly, I try to do that with almost all of our investigations. I think the one that, that sticks out to me is the Sedona investigation, which unfortunately you weren't there with me for, right, Ross. That was just you. You know, I talked to people about the supposed energy bumps underneath the rocks, and, like, they had lucid explanations for how this could be possible, and they didn't sound quite right, but they sounded like, this isn't unreasonable, this isn't out of nowhere. Right. And that seems possible. So I think I came the closest there, although I still ended up feeling like that I think was inaccurate. The only ones that I would say I didn't really, and, I mean, this is my fault maybe that I couldn't get there but like the Raelians I'm not sure I was ever able to be like 
Yeah, maybe there's... Maybe there was I, an alien who came to talk to you. I had moments with them where I even thought, like, for a second, whoa, wait a second, what if this actually is what yeah. was happening? But, yeah, very brief with yeah, the aliens. Yeah, very brief. Okay. I'm going I'm to lean back again. All right. So, A. Graham has a few questions here. I'll pick out the, the most pertinent. One, if you were to revisit a past investigation, knowing what you know about the thing you investigate now, what would you do differently? Oh, what would I do differently? Oh, I know. I would go back to the six, which maybe I will, which is, by the way, their preferred pronunciation over Sikh. Yeah, sick. Yeah. Sorry that we called you guys Sikhs that entire episode. Anyway, I would go back there because we went in. We went in kind of blind, which is often a good thing for us. But at that point, I think it was actually kind of a hindrance. Because we quickly found out that Anthony spoke Punjabi and that we really just didn't have any frame of reference to assimilate what they were giving us. So I would have would have done a little more research on that and then like maybe gone in and said, what can you do for English speakers? How can I understand this better? And maybe. Right. I think someone warned us that we'd been a little too easy on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like to go back because we really only went there once and we wanted to go back again. And we, we had a great experience. Yeah, it's fine when you don't when you only speak English. Yeah, <laughs> Ross just fell backwards onto the couch as if he passed out, but I know he didn't because he's done it like eight times. Yes, Ross keeps collapsing onto the couch between questions. <laughs> All right, and a follow up from A Graham that seems well related. I wonder if A is short for anything. I suspect is a so. A lady or a gentleman? I don't even Unfortunately, know. Unfortunately, he or she or they did not give us uh, any more information. Ugh. But the follow-up question, uh, well, well connected to the first one, is who would win in a cage match, Richard Feynman or Charles Darwin? <laughs> well, I immediately thought Richard Feynman, so maybe there's something to that. Ross, who do you think would win in a cage match? I think I need to throw up. <laughs> oh, God. Right. So Ross Everybody, has left the room Ross to throw up. Ross is throwing up. up. So my definitive answer is Richard Feynman. Partly because he was born later and w- would probably be less susceptible to viruses and ailments. Good answer. Thank you. See, I was thinking that he would probably have uh, access to better weaponry. Oh, that's probably mm-hmm. true, too. Mm-hmm. Being born later is the way to go if you're going to have an anachronistic cage fight. (laughs) Everybody, I can hear Ross vomiting. Did he just say toys? I heard boys. Boys? Poise? Maybe poise. I have such poise. Poise. (laughs) Oh, he's counting how many times he's throwing up for us. He said twice, and now he has said three times. Ross is uh, very efficient at keeping track of all of his data. And now Ross is stumbling back into the room while Carrie plays games on her phone. <laughs> okay. I'm Loud sorry. games. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> all right, I feel better now. What was the question? The question was, who would win in a cage match, Richard Feynman or... Charles Darwin. Greg Uppass. <laughs> I'm just going with Richard Feynman at this point. Yeah, it's correct. So that's fine. Next. 
Next question from David Diskin, president of Camp Quest West. Oh, David Diskin. Very nice guy. David writes, I'd like to think that you have younger listeners and parents who encourage their children to listen to your podcast. Hint, hint. (laughs) What advice do you have to those tween and teenager listeners to pursue their interests in science, especially when headlines are dominated by Miley Cyrus and Ben Affleck? Oh, it's very topical. It's very topical, it's very long, and it's very thoughtful for two drunk people. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Okay. Well, number one, why are you making your children listen to this vulgar show? This is the best episode to ask about influence over children. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. So, if you want to get your children more active in science, is that the gist of the question? Essentially, yes. Well, they should go to Camp Quest. Tell us about Camp Quest, Ross. Maybe you shouldn't right now. It's a fantastic program, a great place to, you know, do all the regular camp activities, but also explore new ideas. Yeah, you know, I actually think that encouraging kids to get into science and math is something that just, like, kind of doesn't happen. They just sort of, people just default to kids don't like that, and they don't even try. I don't, I mean, that's completely anecdotal, but that was my experience as a child. And my one good friend, Helen, who was really encouraged by her parents to pursue math, ended up being literally a rocket scientist. I always think of her and how important that influence was. And she genuinely loves it. She was taught to appreciate and, and to love science and math. But I think that a lot of parents are just like, I'm bad at this, so of course my kid is, so why would we talk about it? I'll just feel like a dum-dum. I'm not sure what the fix for that is. Uh, maybe it starts with educating the parents themselves. Ross, however, is just giving me a thumbs up mm-hmm. as he's passed out on the couch. So th- I hope I've agrees. said something wise. But, Ross, this next question is for you. Uh-oh. It comes from Nancy Evans. <laughs> Nancy writes, hey, Nancy. Ross, can you recite all of the books of the Old Testament from memory in order, preferably in one breath? Nice. I think the last part's pushing it. I, I know that because she can do that as well. We did that once together in sync. Hold on, let me recover and then I'll try. Ross has collapsed again. Okay. Here goes Nancy. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians. Wait, Corinthians? No, that doesn't belong there. Hold on, let me try that again. <laughs> Ross has collapsed I know back on the couch. I a few of them. Can I do the first, like, five? I know a couple of them. Yeah, do it. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's all I know. Well done, Karen. Thank you. Ross, you have to come near the microphone. Oh, my goodness. What? I know this is in my brain, but I'm having a hard time. The first thing, not Corinthians. Oh, my goodness, because then I want to go Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Okay, no, the- you fail. Oh, he man. Fails. The all right, that answers fails. your question, Nancy. Uh, no, question being, can you recite Chronicles, all the books? Cr- Chronicles, Chronicles, First Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. J- oh, no. No, he cannot. So the answer, Nancy, is no. no. Oh, man. Loser. Oh, man. Okay, no, sorry. All right. Next question since Ross failed. This comes from Greg Bart. Hey, Greg Bart. Let's say you're L. Ron Hubbard without the bad parts, which I know pretty much makes you not L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> but anyway, let's say you wanted to start a religion with just the good parts. What exactly are the good parts as you found them on your journey through various religions? And how can those parts be transposed onto secular outfits? 
Oh, another well, deep question for you guys my, my. in your state. Well, that's a good question. The, I think the most obvious great parts of religion are the social support. You have a place to go every week where you know everybody and they give a shit about you, and uh, a very cohesive system in which to support good causes. Religious people are by far the most generous. They give the most to charity because they are encouraged to do so regularly by their peers. Ross? I agree on all that. Um, Yeah, the focus on doing good to others. All all those things are good, and I think things that we tend to overlook in the secular community. Yeah, and and the the additional part was how can those uh, parts be transposed onto secular outfits? Yeah, all those things aren't tied to any particular beliefs, so we should do those regardless. Yeah, I actually think this is like an interesting quandary for a person who possesses no religious belief, which... Ross and I happen not to, although many of our listeners have religious beliefs, and that's great, too. If Say, look at Doctors Without Borders. That's a secular organization. They have no religious affiliation. But they're not a humanist organization. They're not an atheist organization. Personally, I think that's a good thing. I think that it is wiser and more effective to make yourself not affiliated with either a religious uh, institution or the positive statement we are secularists or we are atheists i think it's better to open the door to everybody right it's more important to care about other people than it is to be right about any particular claim our next question comes from addison ling oh one of our longtime listeners who we've never met one of our favorites and one of our youngest listeners she is the future don't get drunk okay (laughs) (laughs) she asks uh, this question is in two parts. Oh, dear. One. One. What claims what would you claims investigate would you if investigate money were no money object? Were no... I would like to go to Ramtha's School of Enlightenment. So there's this woman named Jay-Z Knight who claims that she can channel someone named Ramtha, who is like some... I don't even know if he was a person who actually lived before or if he's supposed to be some sort of god, but... She channels this spirit and gives all this wisdom, and she has this huge following and this huge commune. I would love to go there. I know everybody wants us to do Scientology. Sure. And it's just really expensive. Yeah. Especially for the lawyers. Yeah, Yeah. going through the process is really expensive, and then dealing with the inevitable lawsuit is very expensive. So, again, onopodcast.com forward slash donate. Two, what are you drinking? Oh, we answered this already. All right. Three, Three, what am I drinking? Oh, who is this again? Addison? Yes. Listen, young lady, I think you are 19 or 20, so you are drinking water and you will be happy with it. Apple juice. (laughs) And finally, four, Mm. were you sober enough to notice that this question had more than two parts? Oh, nope. Completely forgot. Sorry. No, completely passed me. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting near the end here of our questions. Oh, no, this has been so fun. We're narrowing in. Tom Messen Price asks, is it warmer in the summer than it is in the country? Why are these people trying to fuck with us? Wait, say it again. <laughs> is it warmer in the summer than it is in the country? Oh, Tom's messing with us. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Pass. I'm going to say yes. Good choice. Thank you. Because on average, the country's going to get sort of cold sometimes. So the average temperature might be, I don't know, 65, let's say, year-round in whatever country, countryside you pick. 
But this summer, my definition is going to be a little bit warmer. So I pick the summer. So follow-up question. Follow-up question. F-U-Q. What is the difference? Fuck. F-U-Q. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Ross. Ross, is it? Go on, Jed. Follow-up question. Follow-up question. What is the difference between a duck? Is <laughs> that another dumb question? <laughs> it is. The difference is that inside there are the bowels or there are not. Well said. Thank you. Ross? I feel very nauseous when I sit up, so I'm going to lay back down. The <laughs> difference is that you may get a charge if you use credit, but if you use debit, it <laughs> your bank account. That doesn't make any sense. The you know no- what? The number 47. you. Follow-up question. What is 123 times 567? And you may use paper. Okay, we can do that. Where's, Let's do it separately. Hold on. Give me paper. I'm getting it, you stupid. Oh my god, I didn't drink as much as you, Ross. Okay, here you go. Okay. <laughs> you dropped the pen, Ross. Okay. What are the numbers Ross. again? Thank you. Five. 123 and 567. Okay, here we go. This isn't a race. We're just seeing if we get it right. That's right. I got 69,741. Hold on, I'm still working on it. <laughs> Mr. Mathwiz is still working on it. Did I get it right? I'm not going to answer yeah, until he has. No. I don't know if I did it right because I was trying to remember if I had carried things that I had done a second earlier. All right, I got 7,200. Oh, no, no, 72,041. All right. Carrie wins. Yes! Oh, was I wrong? Or you did... were wrong. You oh. were wrong, and I was right, because oh. I am the math master. Oh, no. <laughs> Whose parents are math teachers now? Both of them. Oh, no. I'm going to lay back down. <laughs> Ross Ross's laid parents down are defeat. both math teachers. My parents are a realtor and a landscaper. So suck it. And Ross does math tricks at dinner for fun. Yep. That's right. Nicole Harris asks, Yeah. Out of the pseudoscience you've participated in and studied for the show, what is the one practice that you wish actually worked or was true? Oh, boy, 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 boy. Oh, I guess Reiki. I mean, how great would it be if you have something wrong with you and all you have to do is have some nice lady rub her hands near your aura and then you're like, I'm all better. That would be fantastic. Ross is asleep. Oh, no, you're not. What's your answer? What? Hold on. I'm thinking about it. I'm so upset that I missed the math thing. I I don't know. I'm going to say Kabbalah because they have, like, the power of positive thinking thing going oh, for sure. them. Oh, sure. Okay. That would be nice if I could just want the world to work a certain way, and it would work that way. Sure. Okay. I'm going to lay back down. So now. all your answers have to do with you wanting to be in control of a planet. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay. All right. And the final question comes from me. Okay. Ooh. Who do you think should win on So You Think You Can Dance? I don't even know who's dancing on So You Think You Should Dance. Wait, are we voting between people who are actually contestants? I think you can pick anyone in the world. That's a great point, Ross. I think the winner should be... Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Did, Is that the Wheel of Fortune did, wheel? Did. Pat Sajak. <laughs> and or Harriet Tubman. Uh, my mind is giving me Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. Hmm. Okay. Wow. You well, went with actual dancers. Just your dancers. Okay, Jeez. Well, well known for Someone's now. a little literal here. That's what I got. Well, those were amazing questions. I'm very Especially impressed. mine, right? Yes. Thank you. I'm very impressed with all of our listeners and our guest star. But before we leave Vomit and Sleep and then come back to you with our hangovers in tow, we would like to shout out to some donors. What? You going to throw up? Do you want that back? Oh, buddy. We are still recording. Everybody, Ross is throwing up on my floor. But the great news is my dog, Ella, is eager to go lick it up. It's but, also a hardwood floor, which makes it a lot easier know, to clean. it's fine. We get to all watch what was in Ross's stomach, which we saw it is go mostly in. water. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it was mostly water. I have to say, for vomit, Ross's vomit is pretty attractive. Yeah. <laughs> And my dog Ella is on her way. She's sniffing it out, and she's licking it. It is mostly alcohol, so that might not be a good idea. Oh, that's probably true. Ella, don't drink that. Sorry, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, my God. What have we done to Ross? (laughs) We broke Ross. While Ross vomits, I'm going to... (laughs) Ella, don't drink that. I'm going to thank some donors. Okay, so a very special thanks to Jorge Coelho of Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. To Lawrence Carter Long of Washington, D.C., who's an amazing activist. To Soren Kongstad of Denmark. Andrew Chadwick of the U.K. Warwick Finch of Australia. Diane Harris from Arlington, Virginia. And Andrew Sharp from Australia. Thank you so much, donors. And Ross is still vomiting on the floor. And so, until tomorrow, when we come back to you with our hangovers, we bid you adieu. And, oh, and Jet, you won't be here tomorrow. So what will you say to the listeners as your parting final words of wisdom? Good night and good health. (laughs) Oh, poor Ross. No, it's okay, buddy. We made you get drunk. That will really help you, though. You will yeah, feel actually, so much it's, better. It's kind of good for you. Yes. Okay. That will actually, change wait, everything. Actually, we let's take a picture. <laughs> and we're back. Hello, everybody. Hello. Um, so, I hope you enjoyed the other part of the show. This is the next morning. Yep. My original plan uh, was to go back home on the metro train. Yep. But I was in no condition to do so. No, you slept on my couch. So I collapsed on Carrie's couch. And then you spoke in your sleep. This I don't remember at all. What yeah. happened? Tell everybody. So you have an iPhone. Right. And I got your iPhone to call your wife and let her know that you were fine and that you'd probably be sleeping on my couch. And I didn't know the passcode. And so I said to you, I was like, Ross, Ross. Whoa, whoa. Um, 
do you know your passcode for your phone? And you, <laughs> you were like, no, no, no. And I was like, you don't know it. Okay. Huh. <laughs> and then I started just putting in numbers, and I was like, that's stupid. And then I was like, you really have no idea? And you are like, I don't know. I just know it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what does that mean? And then I was like, pie? Is it pie? <laughs> And you, and you sort of shrugged like a little kid who'd taken cookies from the cookie jar. Yeah, you, you did a really awesome impersonation earlier. <laughs> I hope that's the face I made. And then uh, I was like, okay, oh, God, I don't know the fourth digit of pi. I was going to go look it up, and you just started reciting it. You were like, 3.141. And so I put in 3141, and it worked. And then a few hours later, while you were asleep, you just started <laughs> just reciting saying, pi just yeah <laughs> saying you know like you, like you do <laughs> yeah uh, well that I'm, was like two hours later i'm impressed that from me saying magic number you were able to get pi from that thank that's you that's very impressive i don't know what kind of horrible clue that was my drunk body gave you <laughs> but that was correct yeah it, yeah it's very low security i don't care like you know someone i know you know, has my phone. Sure. They can figure that out. Sure. Yeah. The only other thing I thought was, I guess three is a magic number. Is it all threes? But wasn't there a Schoolhouse Rock song about like three is a magic number? Yeah. Well, there's a there's something? a Jack Johnson song. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. That's not his song. He's redoing the. Um, oh, is that the Schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rock, Rock song? Rock song. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's on uh, the Curious George soundtrack. Oh, anyway. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, yes. So it is seven thirty the next morning. <laughs> yeah. And we woke. I woke up at like three thirty in the morning, That's and I was terrible. really groggy, and I wanted to go back to sleep. I was like, "Come on, mm-hmm. body, go back to sleep." Yeah. Uh, it took a while, um, but now we're up. And we're I, here. And I get to go to work. I've got to. <laughs> A day full of meetings ahead. It should, yes. it should be fun. So yeah, my head is um, I, I'm headachey. So my my head hurts a bit. I did not get as drunk as you, which yeah. is probably good. Or our donors would not have gotten their shout outs. Yeah, I'm sorry again for uh, <laughs> vomiting all over your floor. Oh no, it's totally fine. You did a wonderful job of cleaning up. It's no big deal. Although then our guest star Jarrett put yes. a picture of you. I I saw that at three thirty in the morning. Okay. I I checked Facebook and he'd posted this lovely photo of me <laughs> <laughs> hunched over the ground, right, with vomit on the ground. With though, yeah, well, thankfully I it's very clear vomit so yes it is so yeah we've taken blowfish for hangovers which are like these effervescent tablets that you dissolve in water oh yeah so how did this all start actually it was our our guest star jared he posted this on his facebook Uh, page and people were talking about this blowfish for hangovers and my response on the thread was, what do you say, Carrie? Right, <laughs> And yeah. you're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's kind of a funny mirror of ourselves a little bit, because we heard this and we were like, oh, hangover remedy. That's probably silly. <laughs> it's probably some silly thing. Right. And then we buy it, and it's aspirin and caffeine. Yeah. And it, that it, probably actually is legitimate, but we'll see. It says right on the front, a pain reliever, alertness aid, contains aspirin, and caffeine. And after aspirin, it says N-S-A-I-D. Yes. We're going to look that up for you right now. N-S-A-I-D. Let me Google that oh, for you. Oh, non-steroidal. I think that's what that Whoa. means. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. 
Oh, I'm impressed. Well done. Okay. Well, good. We did not just take steroids. There's two in a packet, and you drop yeah. them in your drink. It's mm-hmm. just you know, put them in water, and they fizzle about uh, kind of like good. like an Alka Seltzer yeah. or um, Airborne mm-hmm. to uh, name another dubious product. Mm-hmm. Don't take that for your colds. Right. So yeah, we got ourselves drunk just because there was this little box <laughs> that said that it could make us feel better right. if we had a hangover. Right. So we actually tried to make ourselves be in pain. I don't know. Usually I don't have too much of a hangover. If anything, I'd say I feel like a little slow, like uh-huh. a little groggy maybe. A sure. little bit. And uh, I looked up the common symptoms because I've heard that some people like just want to die. It's uh-huh. so bad. Sure. Um, so fatigue, thirst, headaches, and muscle aches. Nausea, vomiting, or stomach pain, poor or decreased sleep, increased sensitivity to light and sound, mm. dizziness or a sense of the room spinning. Thankfully, don't have that That's going on. That's a symptom of still being drunk. Interesting. Well, <laughs> well because it's, it's talking I, about like once your blood alcohol drops significantly uh, and okay. is at or near zero. Okay. And this is Mayo Clinic. All right. Thank you, Mayo Clinic. Uh, also, rapid heartbeat, red bloodshot eyes, mm. shakiness. Uh, your eyes look fine. Uh, decreased ability to concentrate. Yeah, sure. Mood disturbances such as depression, anxiety, and irritability. So, sounds like there's a lot of uh, sticky things that can come with coming down off of alcohol. Oh, yeah, for sure. When I was in college and, you know, would drink every once in a while at a party or whatever, the mood disturbances thing would happen to me severely. Like, once my blood sugar would drop, apparently a lot of people have this sort of panic moment. Every time I would get that. And then at like 3 a.m. I'd have some panic about like something random. I would wake up and be like, oh my God, my dog from when I was 15 died. And then like just be panicked. And they'd be like, why am I thinking about this? This is weird. And then go back to sleep. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, so it has that effect strongly on me. Wow. Uh, so I, I think we had like some feats of mental acuity last night that I failed. Yes, I beat you at, at math, at yeah. this third grade math I problem. I, I see what I did here now, finally. Yeah, I, Would you like to compare to mine? Mm-hmm. So well done, Carrie. Thank well you. Well done, yeah. It's hard to keep all those carryings correct. Yeah, and that's interesting because I like you know feel like that's something I can just do easily. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, brain just shut down. You also couldn't remember the books of the Old Testament. Okay, so yeah, Nancy. You tried to put Colossians in there. Had asked, I know, I was trying to put New Testament <laughs> books, and I knew that was the problem, and uh-huh. I couldn't get my brain to think of, well, Chronicles. Yeah, that's what I was substituting. Right. So um, yeah, that's crazy because that's something I've known since like third grade, fourth grade, right. and you think that would just rattle off like pie or something like sure. that. But I can do it now. Wait, hold on. I know the first five. <clears throat> okay, go. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Excellent. Thank you. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. See, I do still beautiful. know it. It's just not while I'm drunk. Yeah, you had like six drinks. That was fun. In, in like. 45 minutes or an hour. So okay. It's pretty impressive. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. And you had eaten no food in two days. In two days. That's right. No yeah. solid food. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking solid. forward to that again. Yep. My uh, coworker, I asked him because he very often, you know, will say, hey, I partied a little too hard over the weekend. Oh. So I asked him, well, how do you deal with hangovers? And he said, oh, for me, it's just greasy food. 
you know, I just yeah, a lot of people do. Say a lot that. of people say that. Yeah, I think that's just if you get a stomach ache from being hungover. Oh, okay. Because it absorbs whatever. Yeah, scientifically. <laughs> sure. And someone else on our Facebook page, I think, was saying something about breathing pure oxygen helping out. Yeah, you know that's funny. A person who said that was really adamant about it, so I looked it up and. Let's go to the oxygen bar, Carrie. Well, I remember <laughs> we that the get guy forty-one percent. At... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that the guy at the oxygen bar did say when he's hungover he sips oh, on it that's right yeah i looked it up and it it looked to me mostly like there just haven't really been extensive research done on that so you can't really say one way or the other everything i read said like oh this is anecdotal it hasn't been proven sure my friend was saying the greasy food helps me says ultimately it's just time and sleep uh-huh and yeah. drinking lots of water water yeah. yeah and all the water i've had so far is just mixed in with this tablet. So are, are we supposed to just take the one or is it? Yes, you take two tablets every six hours as needed. Oh, okay. Do not exceed eight tablets in 24 hours. Well, now that it's been in your system for a little while, do you feel any better? Not yet, but I think aspirin would take a little while to kick in. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, it's a very subjective thing. It'd be hard to say. I... I do feel a little better. We both look like shit, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's the difficult thing about two people trying to give you any kind of useful information because, you know, we can't split ourselves and then have one of us try it and one of us not try it. Oh, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we can't tell you how it would be different if we hadn't because then we'd have to get drunk like every day for many days and try the tablets and then not try the tablets. Yeah, this... This is no this controlled is, trial here, useless. people. This is, we're not helping people at all. <laughs> but we can compare it to our previous experiences right. anyway. Very limited previous. Oh, speaking of which, uh, yeah. the last time I got drunk, uh-huh. time number three, mm-hmm. was with a great group of friends. And there was one donor we left out because he sent us by mail a check. And that's Phil Starner. So wait, the connection is that you got he, drunk with Phil Starner? Yes. He, oh, okay. he was there. Well, thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. And you didn't remember this because you were throwing up during the donor. Oh, yes, that's right. I remember hearing you say the donors and thinking, oh, I'm so glad Carrie's covering that. Well, you're welcome. But you got to hear us get drunk and Jarrett ask us questions. Yep. Thank you to Jarrett. That was great. Yes, thank you, Jarrett. He was a very patient, sober person. Yes. Yeah, we were having great conversations about technology and popular culture, and then I'm sure it slowly devolved. Oh, yeah, he got us all to download this word game. Yeah, which I was playing while you were asleep, and I was still awake. It turns out I'm really good at it. Are you? It's like Wheel of Fortune, but with friends, right? Yeah. I've only lost one game so far, and I've played played a lot of games. Whoa. Okay. Good times. I've drunk all my blowfish. That sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, that does sound weird. Aspirin and caffeine. That's it. You know, it's interesting. This box of six servings mm-hmm. was like $12, but that seems a little silly for aspirin and caffeine. I mean, I guess it's like perfectly formulated the amount they say you need, but uh-huh. aspirin is so cheap. Probably Like cheapest. grows on trees. Yeah, <laughs> right. Grows on willow <laughs> trees. So they're just doing a big price markup. and Yeah. You can get like a, practically a gallon of <laughs> aspirin. For that's like how $5. they can afford to do media marketing campaigns mm. to get you to buy the stuff for your hangover. So I am starting to feel a little bit worse. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say if anything, that's me too. Like a little nauseous. Yeah, and me too. still a wee bit headachey. Yeah. This is gonna be a fun day. Yeah, I feel a little muscleachy. Oh, oh, this by the way, we've elapsed some time, so we've given ourselves right. another fifteen minutes or so to. 
absorb this stuff. Yeah. This blowfish for hangovers. You should add a harp sound. If you're trying, if you're taking it in the hopes of it acting quickly. Yeah. <laughs> the verdict's not too great. Okay, so how about what would you give this, Ross? Yes. On a pseudoscience ranking okay. where one is something completely scientific, like Ella, who's sitting next to you, my pup. I see her. Like she came to, to you via the magic and the reality of evolution. Oh. Wow. Yep. That's what I assumed was wow. the case. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, actually, I evolution... Are. Both natural and artificial, because yes. she was probably a Chinese wolf species at some point in the past. Right, that's one. That's one. <laughs> and then ten is something completely pseudoscientific. Uh, not, not at all scientific. Right, exactly. Like that, your whole body, let's say, all your right. whole body, whole body, yes, is made up not of cells, cells. Mo- mostly bacterial cells and human cells. Well, touche. If you call that your body, is sure, sure. Um, <laughs> but that it's all made up of like the sperm of a goat. No, pff, uh, no, makes no sense. That's ridiculous. Right. Uh, okay, but that's a ten. Yeah. Just on the scientific merits, mm-hmm. well, it's pretty straightforward. It's aspirin and caffeine. Sure. Help get rid of some symptoms and sure. and give you a little energy boost. Right. So, Block that adenosine. So, you know, I'll give it like a, I don't know, three. It should be towards the scientific end of the scale. It, sure. It, it makes sense. The there's, claim makes sense. Yeah, there's an ex- mechanistic explanation behind right. it. How about you? I, I, I'd go along with you three or so. Because the only thing that I would say isn't scientific about it is not really like a hard claim on my part. It's more that like they're sort of making this seem like a, a more secret special yeah, deal than it is. Totally. We've always known aspirin, good but for pain, and caffeine blocks adenosine, which makes you less groggy. Yeah. But um, I don't think that docks it on the scientific value. Right. It's on the marketing value. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right about that. So, uh, and I, I do but, feel like my headache is being reduced, even though I'm feeling a little more nauseous, but this makes no claims about nausea. So, sure. There you go. Yeah. Pretty good. It's not like it's a homeopathic remedy or something like right. that. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't, now that I'm saying this, I'm like, why is it even a three? Why isn't it a one? Yeah, I, I was tinging in their aspects of overblown claims. It really but like can do. like you say, maybe that's marketing instead of saying, look, you know what, people, we don't know. We just say numbers. <laughs> 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 yeah, on, on a pseudoscientific ranking, I'd give this a 3.141. What would you give this then on a pocket drainer value where one is something not very pocket draining? Okay. Uh, like you head down to the CVS. Let's say you buy a root beer. Okay. And they have a sale and you get like a liter for a dollar. And you're like, that's a good deal. Not bad. Yeah. That's, sure. That's a one. Yeah, that's you're, a one. Okay. They're not giving it away to you or anything. Right. You're, you're still paying money, but you know, but you, good deal. It hardly even registers on your you feel good about idea the, of how much money you have or not Right, have. right. You feel good about the transaction. Whereas 10 is something outlandish. Okay. You go to the same CVS uh-huh. and you want to buy just water. Right. You know, which should be available and free to all human beings. <sighs> and they're like, this bottle of water will cost you $5. Oh, my God. It's just a little bottle of water. That's ridiculous. Okay. And for our listeners in other countries, CVS is a 
Uh, oh yeah, a pharmacy <laughs> where we pharmacy purchased and convenience store. Where we and by we I mean Carrie purchased this blowfish. Yes. That's right. They they were supposed to give you a free sample by mail. Yeah. And it never arose. Well, not yet, but we only ordered it like last week, so it might That's still be on its way. True. It's still for what it is. I think it's kind of pricey because aspirin mm-hmm. is so cheap and caffeine is pretty cheap. I'd say it's like a three. It's like oh, yeah? a little expensive for what it is, but it's not, you know, not going to register too much on your sense of how much money you have sure. in your pocket. Yeah, I want to dock it somewhere, so I'm going to give it a six. Oh, okay. I'm going up there because I, I think it would be silly just to keep something like this in your medicine cabinet. Okay. Uh, if, you know, if you need aspirin and or caffeine, you know, after yeah. a hangover, you don't need to pay 12 bucks sure. for this little box that combines the two. You can just take an aspirin, have that for other things as well, and then drink a soda or coffee. I, You know, I agree, but I guess the counter argument to that would be... Two things. One would be, well, maybe this is just like the perfect amount and it saves you the trouble. Oh, okay. And then the other thing would be, you know, if you buy a coffee, that can be two bucks and it's less than two bucks a serving. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So I could see that. Fair I, enough. Yeah, I don't know. That's just where I'm going to dock it though because sure. I, I can't see buying yeah, something fair. like that. Yeah, no, me neither. Fair enough. It's cheaper not to get drunk. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. So, Ross, what would you give this... Now, we're not talking about being drunk and maybe hitting your head on my floor, but the hangover remedy, what would you give it on a danger ranking? Okay. Where one is something not at all dangerous, like going mini golfing with your wife and son. That's fun. Yeah. I like mini golf. And then 10 is something very dangerous. Okay. Like going to mini golf with Freddy Krueger. <gasps> Don't do it. He's got like claws for hands. Yeah, and he's just mean. Beyond any qualifications that would come with caffeine and aspirin, I, I see no danger. So I'm going to call this a 1.5. I would go lower than that. I'd say one. Mile. Yeah. It's about the same risk as taking your family mini golfing. But the, the whole idea behind it is getting drunk first. Sure. Yes. Then having said hangover, that's sure. dangerous. Sure. But that's not the remedy itself. Right. Mm. How would you rate this on a creepiness value? Damn it. You've already brought uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger into the mix. Uh, sure. Let's see here. Well, one is something not creepy at all. Like you go to a Barnes and Noble. Okay. Which is a book chain for those who don't have it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and for the future listeners who no longer have brick and mortar bookstores <laughs> to go to to buy things. And unfortunately, the Barnes and Noble, you know, is trying to clear their uh, stock. Inventory. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they have a really good sale and you buy some books. Oh, great. It's not creepy. Not creepy. Where, Wonderful day. Whereas a 10 is something incredibly creepy. Uh-oh. Like you go to the dentist's office they get you in the chair and all of a sudden these locks come out from underneath the armrest and all of a sudden you're held down to the chair Uh and the dentist comes out and he's a clown oh my god and his assistants come out and they're also clowns oh my god like sad clowns and i'll let your imagination do the rest i'm not too afraid of clowns but i can see why being locked into a dentist's chair with them is probably (laughs) makes you think something's going on here Uh uh-huh uh one not creeped out yeah. Not creeped out in the slightest. There's nothing out of the ordinary about this little box of blue shit I got at CVS. <laughs> right. Uh, it it has no dark incantations written on the back or yeah. anything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with you on that one. One doesn't register on the creepiness scale. Oh, yeah. How did it go, though, when you went to buy it? Like, did you say anything to the cashier? I was looking for it in the pain reliever section, and I asked a guy, oh, do you know if you have any hangover remedies? 
And he was like, no, we don't. Like, very definitively. Oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, no. I was looking for this thing called Blowfish, and I looked on their website, and it said you have it at this location. And he said, yeah, someone asked for it, and we had to special order it. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. He's like, well, maybe there's some in the back. Hang on. I heard it's really good. I heard it's really good. Oh. And then he went in the back, and then he came out, and he's like, no, it's not here. But the pharmacist said it might be here in this aisle. And then we looked, and then we found it. And then... um. He was like, so it's good, right? Everybody says it's really good. Uh-huh. And I said, I haven't, you know, I do a science radio show. It's we're got gonna, some word of mouth behind it. Yeah. And I said, we're going to test it. I don't know. But, you know, it's just caffeine and aspirin. So I imagine <laughs> it does work. And he was like, oh, that's it? And I was like, yeah. And I picked it up and I showed him the ingredients. And he was like, oh. <laughs> okay. So, all right. We're ready to return yeah. to the normal world. Yeah, more or less. So, yeah, I'd say that this... Thank you, you, Blowfish. Yeah, it works, but... I wonder what the name's supposed to signify. Like, is it just fun to say Blowfish? I was wondering about that. I don't know. So a Blowfish, like, you know, puffs herself up. It's like a protection kind of thing. Yeah, against predators. With with spines. This is like, take that world, I've got protection. Right. I think they just think it's fun to say Blowfish. Maybe it's... So, because of the effervescing, it's like oh, it expands, blowing up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like you, you. No, I don't know. Write to us and let us know why you think Blowfish is named Blowfish. And there are a couple photos that people can see of you throwing up or us drinking the Blowfish. Visit our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash onrac. Indeed, and. Ross, what if I'm listening to this show and I'm like, my God, this is a good show. Jesus, this is the best show I've ever heard. I wish I could give them some of my money. And boy, so if they that, had if they had a bunch of money, they would do more exciting shows. Right. Maybe like, they wouldn't have to just buy Blowfish, <laughs> <laughs> which is like $12. They don't do don't worry. We're saving up for some big things. In fact, we have some very big things that we just paid for. Yes. Thanks to our donors. Thanks to our donors. But we, we need more of your money to keep the show going. So. So what can they do to support us? You can support us at onopodcast.com slash donate. Now that's a forward slash. Forward slash. <laughs> We've got some of our first monthly sponsors now. We're very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for our show. Our producer is Ian Kramer. And our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. And folks, remember... Pi is approximately equal to 3.141592653558979223843823275105820954945923078164064026286208998628241107067982148. 